Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Two of Feet Podcast. I'm your host Terrence Greer, joined by my co-host Francesca Pena. Hey y'all. Hey. And today we are joined by the incredible, the amazing, the <laughs> stunning <laughs> Tina Singh. How are you doing today, Tina? I cannot complain. Life is good. That's awesome. Especially now that I'm here. Hey, that's awesome. We're glad to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, Before we even start, I'd like to put out some gratitude. You guys are doing a wonderful job with this podcast. Um, You guys are creating a platform for local artists, international artists, domestic artists (laughs) to be able to talk about what they do. And I think it's especially awesome for the local artists because... A lot of people that listen to Two Left Feet, which the listeners are growing, by the way, um, they get to hear about all the amazing things that our local artists do. And I didn't even know about some of the artists, and I I think you're really bringing that out and giving them a place to have exposure. (laughs) Super close. I appreciate the love. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. So so I'm not mistaken, Tina, you were... um, you were born in New Jersey, is that right? That's right. Okay. In Jersey City, hey. New Jersey. I like to call it the hood. Okay. Is, was it the hood? <laughs> I like to call it that. <laughs> but, I mean, that's an unfair way to represent yeah, okay. it. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, I was born in Jersey City, New Jersey, 1989. Okay. I'm I have cu- a twin sister. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was, um, I'm curious to know, who was your childhood like growing up in New Jersey? Childhood in, New- in Jersey City, um, it was, you know, went to a... a private school um in the hood hood, yeah (laughs) did martial arts i actually wanted to do uh ballet and some sort of dance when i was younger but um i grew up with a not super wealthy family and so when all we had available there was martial arts okay and i started off doing karate and then kind of didn't like karate but it segued me into um Taekwondo. Ah. So I started doing Taekwondo, man, like 10 or 11, and worked my way up to secondary black belt. And then, Oh, wow. Yeah, but danced um, since I was in sixth grade, so probably a little younger. Mm. I started dancing around 11, maybe, maybe around the same time. And uh, my mom, she would have my, my twin sister and I um, choreograph like Bollywood dance okay, for yeah. the schools. And, man, we were so nervous. Like, you got to put something good together. And we, we did our first performance, me and my sister. We, we dang near pissed on stage. <laughs> so nervous. It was so nerve-wracking. It was just like before this interview. I was like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm going to be on this podcast. <laughs> but we did it. And then I really enjoyed the thrill of being on stage. And I think that kicked off. Ah, okay. Yeah, that kicked off my career as, like, being a performer. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, the school liked the performance so much that they asked us to perform it, like, four or five more times. Oh, wow. And so that was our first official choreo. Yeah. Was it the Sing Twins? What do you call yourself right then? Yeah, Sing Twins. Okay. 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 A quick shout out to my sister, Raina Singh. Um, I know she'll eventually watch the (laughs) podcast, but she has been, like, my top supporter hey. in everything I do. I love you, Rena. Where's she at right now? She's actually still in New Jersey. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, she and I used to, like, dance together. What, we're twins, so we would compete in everything. Mm. I'm talking, like, if, if she did martial arts, 
I was gonna do it better than her. Ah, she okay. Drawing, I was gonna do it. <laughs> and we would constantly compete. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, even in middle school, like she wanted to get the best grades, and I was like, you know what? I want to do good too. And so she ended up being a sibling rivalry. Me. Oh, okay. And I was sorry. Uh, I was like, you know what? One point. Yeah, One point. sure enough. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna hear about on your uh, your taekwondo background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You say you're a second degree black belt? Yes. Okay. I really think that martial arts lends itself to dancing. I believe it. Yeah. And um, so I started doing the martial arts when I was in middle school and continued my way through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it teaches you discipline to like, yeah. if, you, if you start something, finish it. You know what I mean? Um, it also teaches you a lot of hand-eye coordination, uh, focus, just mobility yeah. it made me really flexible and agile um of course I, I always have room to improve but i find that it, it helps me ground myself when i dance and uh my grandmaster always used to tell me like if you can dance you could spar okay on the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. the taekwondo floor um and likewise if you could spar you could dance so like if you dance you were also a better martial artist mm-hmm. yeah. i'm pretty sure that martial arts helped with the dancing though oh yeah by by so much. of course See, if you got a second degree black belt that means you were <laughs> really good right <laughs> i mean i think uh if i would to, were to show you you could be the judge of that but i think again i have room to yeah but, Ta- Taekwondo is like, that's more so kicking, right? Or, more kicking. Right, right. Less punching. Uh, we did have some hapkido that we did, so like some self-defense. Yeah, yeah, Learn, and um, my school was the Don Quinn Park um, Taekwondo School. Shout out to you. Yeah. Park, Grandmaster Park, uh, if they're watching. And um, they definitely, I mean, they taught us so much. Mm. Uh, they teach you how to demonstrate forms. Um, they teach you how to spar. They teach you how to teach so you, you teach groups of kids, yeah groups of especially once you got to the level you started to teach yourself right or not teach yourself but teach others right That's exactly of course right. So yeah. once you get past uh, i think it's deputy black belt um the, the rules may change may have changed now but you already start teaching right right, right right yeah it isn't just you learn moves and you get a uh, you take a test and you get a new belt color it's kind of like you know when you work at a company they try to raise leaders right yeah so yeah there's so many elements you know? I, I'm, I, you know the next question i have to ask have you ever had to use it uh you know i haven't had to use it all yet. right that's a blessing then good yeah, yeah, yeah. A blessing but lucky that is, person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, i would say uh we were always taught to utilize um kicking or punching as a last resort. Okay, right, they right, try right. To evade before of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely understand that. Yeah. So you see, growing up, you're taking taekwondo and everything, yeah. and then you transition into dancing. And how'd that come about? I was I was dancing um, since I was young, and okay. I was doing Bollywood dancing. You know, I was telling you about how my mom wanted yeah, to yeah. choreograph. I really want to hear about Bollywood. We'll, yeah, 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 sure. I, so Bollywood was my first uh, kind of exposure to dancing. All right. If you want to know a little bit about Bollywood, essentially it's um, the like, dancing you see in in Indian movies. It's like the Indian Hollywood, right, or what? Basically, yeah. it's Indian Hollywood. You take out the age, place it with a beat. Right. Okay. But in in Hollywood or in Bollywood movies, um, you have. Uh, musical singers. Right. I said, I don't know musicals, right? Dude, it's so crazy. It's like watching a Broadway theatrical. Okay, show enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's literally an entire industry 
of Bollywood oh, yeah, music, right. dancing, uh, the the outfits they wear, all the costumes. It's all part of the Indian culture and customs. Mm. And there's so many dance forms that's under the Bollywood. Oh, crowd. okay. So is it kind of like, I guess, like, um, what is it, uh, the ballroom? I guess, you know, different yeah, stuff exactly. to exactly. You could compare it to the umbrella ballroom. Okay. There's so many different kind of dance Okay, forms. so I didn't even know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what I did in the Bollywood world was uh, a North Indian style of dance, mm-hmm. which is Bhangra. Um, I did a little bit of classical Indian dance that's more on the side of the religious um dances where you have all these mudras where you make different signals with your your hands you do different poses it's it's almost like the yoga poses you see but, okay but it's strictly for dancing and they everything means something so uh back in the day and i know i'm segueing but you if you grow up and you learn classical indian dance which is called Bharat natyam um you learn it from like a really young age and you go through this like five to ten year cycle you learn all the movements, you master them, and then when you finish that that kind of program, you like end it by doing a, a, a live performance, a live instruments, and you've got to basically like execute all the movements you learned on stage. Oh wow! Live equipment, so to, to, to live on instruments, so you don't know what's coming. You're interpreting on this. Oh wow! So I did, Is that like how you come a woman, or not even? <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay, exactly I don't know. But that's a good question because you know some cultures have okay, yeah, yeah. Like that. But uh, it's just it's part of the the culture. They expect okay. you to sing, dance, and wow. know about the culture through music mm. and dance. Yeah, and so I did. I dabbled in a little bit of that, and then um, I would do. When uh, I went from high school to college, that's when I transitioned into like doing group choreography. Okay, yeah, yeah. And we used to we used to have this thing called Unity, um, and it was an international dance competition in my college. <sighs> I went to Stevens Institute of Technology. Was that at? It's in Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like to call it Homeboken. Homeboken. <laughs> sure enough. It's the Cake Boss Town, you know. So if you ever heard oh, of it's a TV boss, show writer. That's right. Okay, Buddy, the Cake Boss. Okay, sure enough. Yeah, yeah. They, they. Uh, I, I knew, I knew about them before they got famous. Oh, all right, awesome. But sure in enough. any case, uh, when I when I went over to college, I kind of I kind of dropped the ball on martial arts, and I wasn't practicing as much mm. anymore. I would go every now and then, but my focus was more on, of course. College. Were you were you you were engineering, right? Yeah. So I know it was an intense workload. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly right. So I, I was studying to be an environmental engineer and to balance out the workload I was dancing my butt mm. off. And uh, I found this um, community at Stevens called the Indian Undergraduate uh-huh. Association, IUA, and they would participate in this uh, international um, dance competition which is called Unity. Uh, and we would do, we'd come up with uh, group choreographies, and they were like, hey, do you want to be part of this? I was like, yeah. And initially, I was just a dancer, but then they saw me come up with some choreography, and they're like, you're going to be the head choreographer. Okay, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so I did it for like three, four years in a row. We didn't win the first year, but all three years after that, we nice. Were That's wow. awesome. Yeah. I was, I wanted to let the people know, um, Tina is a very good dancer. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Tina is a, yeah. an excellent dancer. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, not not only social dancing, but um, I guess like your solo. What was that class you were teaching? The Afro, 
Reggaeton, bingo. Yeah, yeah. Dude, your Tina's excellent. Yeah, Tina's an yeah. amazing dancer. Thank you of so course, much. of course. You know, um, what got me into reggaeton was I used to take Zumba classes okay. through uh, college. And I was like, man, I love this. I went ahead and I got Zumba certified. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Same as Shay. Shay yeah, Tom- yeah, Shay is bad at You guys got to try Shay's Zumba class. Okay. Oh, hey. So no, yeah, yeah. So cool. yeah she does this dancers boot camp class on Wednesdays as well. I didn't know that's recent, right? Something, yeah, very right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, so it's and I'm sorry, I'm segueing again, but she she tries to target all different kinds of dances mm. and she does um, drills, body movement. Yeah, yeah. she told me yeah she would do a little bit of like salsa when that's she teaches right. class. Yeah, yeah. Show enough, show enough. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But uh, yeah, it's it's through Zumba that I learned about salsa. And I was like, man, I gotta learn salsa. But I, I was doing Zumba like through college. I was teaching uh, Bollywood classes, hip hop classes. I dabbled a little bit in jazz. This is all through college. And then when I started with the uh, with Zumba, I was like, man, I really like these the Latin body. Okay, yeah, I yeah. Explore it a little bit because I was more so into like uh, Bollywood and hip hop. And when I moved to New Orleans, which was in 2012, okay. Um, that's after I graduated and Sandy hit. So fast forward, we're like 2012, right? Um, that was after I got the master's degree at Steven. Okay, I know you got your master's. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's overrated. You know? Okay, all right. Sure enough. But, <laughs> but you anyway, still got it though. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I moved here and I was... I started work for a Shell Oil Company, and I sold my soul, big oil company. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> But uh, but yeah. So then I I would go out like religiously every weekend to like Bourbon Street, Richmond. Mm, yeah, yeah. I was just bar hopping and uh, doing my solo dancing, yeah. you know, hip hop and the reggaeton. Yeah. And then I found out about Dragons Den. I don't know if you oh, remember yeah. that. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Hot. DJ Estrada. Yeah, it's who is hot. But let me tell you, DJ Estrada and all those folks, y- y'all put on a good night hey. out there. But uh, from there, I found out about Sergio Zelaya's um, Thursday night socials. Uh-huh. And, you know, I would be, I wasn't taking salsa that seriously, but I, I, the first time I went there, Sergio was like, Hey, you want to try out for that for our salsa? That's first time? Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm sorry, this was after, like, this was around 2016. Mm-hmm. So I'd already lived in New Orleans for four years or three years or so. And then he found me uh, dancing at a social. Okay. Like, heck, yeah, I want to try it for your All salsa. right, you all about it. Yeah, and that's where I met um, the the old, old Bayou Movimiento team. Uh, it was myself, uh, Sergio, um Allison Conway, uh, Joshua Hernandez, hey. Peter J.S. Showing up, yeah. Yeah, all the, the folks that you now see teaching. Mm, Showing so, up. Yeah, he, he really created a, a great, an army he dancers did. and teachers. That's Sergio. So, Shout out to Sergio. Shout out to Sergio. Episode yeah. whatever. Yeah, mm. and so that led me to start taking Sergio's classes, and so he's essentially my first salsa mm. teacher. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I... I kind of dabbled around. I took Raymond Armand's classes. Sure enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Took a couple of Dijon mm-hmm. uh, classes, Ms. Rubia's classes. And uh, next thing you know, we were performing uh, yeah. at uh, Huntsville, Alabama um, as our first Congress. Um, I, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the Congress. Uh, Sergio, forgive me. I forget the name of the Congress. But 
this was a life-changing event for me. Um, it was after about a year and a half or two years with, uh, I think about a year and a half, with his dance company, Bayou Movimiento, and we had our first uh, salsa performance. Then we performed at Danza. Um, oh, that's um, Local Rhythms, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. They do such a great job yeah. putting that event yeah. down yeah, for the yeah. community, you know. It's, they, they get everybody in the dance community mm, together. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. provide this platform. They provide a platform for people to showcase yeah. their skills. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool Angel and uh, Derek, they're amazing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, so first performance there, did a, a hip-hop duet with Josh there. Um, just so many great yeah. memories, you know, uh, projecto performance. With but, yeah, I... I've been able to really grow roots in New Orleans, mm, you know, yeah. uh, ever since the the um, the meetup with Sergio. Yeah, yeah, that's um, how things happen. It really does, and then I found that about Liquid Rhythm. It just there's so many cool dance communities here, and um, you know, Peter's Kizombo, right? Yeah, yeah, Sergio, Peter, Bianca, just uh, we, we're, we're so colorful with everything that we yeah. offer here. And then um, you know, we we go to salsa congresses and. You know, stop me if I'm talking too much, but you good, you good. but um, I I saw Brazilian Zook yeah. at one of these salsa community or salsa congresses. So when when was that? This was in 2017, like early 2017. Oh wow! So you you've been dancing Brazilian for two years now? Yeah. I was oh wow! Like, you do you do all the way in. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to get in that scene. Yeah, let's do it. We will. But I'm curious. I want to hear about your parents. Yeah. Where are your parents from? My parents are from. Basically from India. Uh-huh. My mom's from the Gujarat side, or she was, and then my dad's from the northeast or the north side, the Lucknow, Punjab area. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm curious, what uh, do you know much about their life over there? You know, basically, my mom just went from living in poverty to moving into the U.S. Okay. And she studied in the medical world, and then she also dabbled in real estate. So she kind of created a life for herself after she found my dad. Mm. Um, she kind of went the uh, the black sheep route. So usually in India, you have this custom where you, they want to get you married as soon as possible. Uh, right. Even back in the day. They marry you off, right? Or something. They right, you right. off with the arranged marriage. Right. So she wanted to kind of escape that oh. culture. She was always like, I want to be different. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much respect for my mom because of that. And uh, so she found my mom from my dad. And my dad studied to be a doctor all his life, and so he opened up a practice in Harlem, New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but before that, he studied anesthesiology, some of the, some of the hard stuff. Yeah. So he did it. He did a great job. But then um, uh, my mom, she unfortunately had dealt with a, a rare form of breast cancer. Okay. Yeah. And just before I. Graduated college, she she passed away. Okay, that's so unfortunate. Sorry, I'm sorry, Gina. just before I entered college. She okay, passed away in 2007. Yeah, oh, that's very unfortunate. So yeah, me and my sisters have kind of been uh, taking care of the yeah sharing the load. Like she she uh, lived with my dad after my mom passed away. I lived with my, my mom's sister, our aunt, and so we kind of like yeah about that um, college and beyond. Yeah, okay. So how was uh how's your dad doing there? He's doing. Okay, that's awesome. Good, so much respect and love for my dad mm-hmm. and my mom, and they they did such a great job. Yeah, of course. And I hope I'm meeting the expectations. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely stand that. Yeah, I appreciate you asking about them. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, I'm I'm very curious to know. Yeah. But um, uh, so I, w- I wanted to hear about that. We were talking about the bot hood, and I and I had to hear about your parents. Of course. 
Um, yeah, you know, they didn't, they didn't really dance a lot. Okay. But my mom, she really wanted my sister and I to do everything that she couldn't do. Okay. Because of her lack of income. Yeah. Or her family's lack of income. It's probably like that sacrifice for y'all, right? Exactly. So she put us in. Dancing, taekwondo, and drawing, and piano. And okay, sure enough. She gave, she gave oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. And so I'm curious, though. Um, After you graduated, why did you come to New Orleans, of all places? Was that the Shell gig? Or? That's right. So okay. I didn't have any plans to leave the New York, New Jersey area. Um, I actually wanted to get uh, an environmental engineering job in the New York, New Jersey area. Right, right. I was just doing interview after interview after college. I landed a job with a uh, energy company, PSENG, Public Service and Energy Group. I think that's what they're called. Kind of like Entergy mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And I just wasn't enjoying my job. I'm like, okay. man, I'm sitting there with my master's degree and all my other friends got like an associate's degree and they're making more money than okay. you know yeah. how you are when you're younger. <laughs> Talk about the moolah. Of course. And, um, I had applied on the Shell Careers website actually a year before I graduated, and about six to eight months into my PSENG job role, I received a call from Shell, and they're like, hey, do you want to apply for this position that we have in Houston that opened up? And I was like, Houston? Okay, I'll apply. Yeah, why not? I didn't didn't expect them to call me. And so we did a phone interview, and... Uh, literally, like uh, the day after, they said we're gonna bring you to uh, to Houston to do the second round interview, and I was like, "Oh snap!" So yeah, they actually <laughs> flew you out and everything. They flew me wow. out. Wow. Had to stay in a hotel, and there was ten of us. They were interviewing. Yeah, they have a very rigorous uh, interviewing process. Sounds like it. They flew you out. Yeah. Was, yeah. And the way they interviewed me, um, it was probably the most difficult interview I've ever had. Yeah. They analyze you from all different aspects. It's a, They have a one-on-one interview where it's you and another interviewer. They have a group interview where it's you and two or three other people, and there's a panel of them interviewing you. So two other interviewees, right? Or three, three total? Interviewees, that's yeah. right. Uh, three total and then a panel. A panel, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they give you a, a load of information to sift through for about 40 minutes, and then they uh, put you with a group again and they see how you interact in a group are you a leader are you a contributor and then you're up against the whole other uh, board uh, panel board okay and they try to see if you stick to your thesis or not and then the final interview is they give you a, a host of information to go through again and then you have to defend your thesis it's just you and three other board members and they try to like drill you with questions, and you have five minutes to state your thesis, and then you have fifteen minutes to see if you can answer the questions. Okay. And it was stressful. That sounds intense. intense. Yeah, 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 it was really intense, and they give you some time to prepare for it. But uh, nevertheless, I found out that the job I was applying for in Houston was filled, and I was like, no. You know, I was. This is like after it, I guess, or what? Right after the interview, I found out. They did they did they not know? I don't understand. Well, see, you're in the same boat that I was. Okay. So I'm like, man, what was the point of bringing all to Houston? I went my butt back to New Jersey, and I'm like going along my way to my other interview. And as I went, I see an email from Shell, and they're like, "You passed the interview, and we're going to bring you to New Orleans." Okay. What? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, the job in Houston was filled, but one of the interviewers wants to bring you to New Orleans. And I was like, oh, snap, New Orleans. Yeah. I've always heard the best things about New Orleans. I've never gone before. And 
I that other interview that I went to, I just joked around because I'm like, man, I'm taking this off. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and lo and behold, I ended up getting that interview as well. Oh, are you even joking around with it? <laughs> All right, wow. It's funny. It's funny how life, you know, yeah. you kind of just let go and enjoy. Kind of I, just I'm curious. What made I want a, I want a toy truck. But Santa Claus, oh, oh, hold on one second, Santa Claus. I got, I'll be right back. Uh, hey, if you could leave a like and subscribe for the show, that would be amazing. Uh, let's get back to the episode. I'm curious, what made you take Shell over the other one? Shell was a, uh, a more serious offer. Okay, so yeah. enough. The other company did give me a good offer, but they were kind of in a suburb area and okay. I wanted to be more in a city. And New Orleans is. Show enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show enough, yeah. <laughs> so. That was in 2012, and I moved right. here in November 2012, and that was right the week after Sandy hit. Okay. I, my family, uh, bless their hearts, they were in the dark, and I had to fly here. Okay. Yeah, it was quite a dramatic That movie. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but lots of I guess you kind of missed it then, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I try to go visit them at least once, twice a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah I understand that. <laughs> and so how, how, how did that how did they feel about you know you moving? Were they excited for you? Or? You know, they have been nothing but supportive. Okay, awesome. Super support. I'm so fortunate to have such a supportive family. Mm, that's awesome. Because you know, a lot of the times, uh, a lot of Indian families I hear about, they kind of want you to stay with. I understand. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No offense to that at all. It's just I, I feel like I want to be a free uh, bird. Yeah, of course. Travel. And you you kind of got that from your mother, maybe. Or what? Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. <laughs> I got the black sheep. Okay, my sure. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, my my sister, I think she's the golden child. Of the family. <laughs> um, she's doing like she's a ama- she's a corporate like thug. She's just going uh-huh. from one finance company to the other. Okay. Um, she's married. She has had her first child. That's awesome. He has my heart. <laughs> is his name, and it's about two years old. So sure no. And um, her husband's amazing. Um, his name's Jay. So yeah, she's married. She's kind of still in New Jersey with the family, but I'm again. I'm the black sheep. I yeah. left. I'm in New Orleans. I'm in the oil. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not married yet. <laughs> I no worries with that. So yeah, but but nevertheless, I think um, there's no real right or wrong. Of course not. No, of course yeah, not. There's no life. path. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I I, I want to know uh, what was um, I guess how was your transition to New Orleans? You know, how was your first year moving here? What was that like? That's a good question. So. You know, you leave you leave your home base, so to speak. I say, yeah, you pretty much grew up in New Jersey, right? So this is your first time. That's right. right. Born and raised, everything that I knew, right. I had to leave. And so that was pretty scary. Of course. Um, I would say that the first few weeks were the hardest. Mm. But I, cause I imagine you probably didn't know anyone either, right? Right, anybody. right. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Mm. But let me tell you something. New Orleans has such great people. Okay. Everybody just dropped their things, and they would just be out to help me when nice. I needed okay, it. Nice. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So lots of great friends at work, lots of great friends, like, out in the... I mean, you know, when you go hit up Bourbon Street and you start going to the same clubs and stuff, <laughs> they start knowing you. you by name. And they're like, oh, here comes Tina. I was, because I'd be out on Bourbon Street, like, every weekend, you know. So you got a little reputation. That's hey. right. And so, and then um, I'd have some friends from work that would join me and we'd all go, like, clubbing and dancing and then, you know, balance party hard. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, I, I had this 
period where I was working offshore. Um, ah, okay. When the oil yeah, was sure enough. Over Mexico, and so I had this thing where I would travel. I would work two weeks, and then I'd be off two weeks. Mm. And so in that time, I traveled a lot, and so that's why I didn't. I didn't find the salsa community in New Orleans okay. until after that job role. Mm, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I moved on into like an office-based role okay. where I could actually do stuff. Off right, the right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, had a more of a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Um, this is kind of off topic. Have you ever had a job in New Orleans? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Not a car. I'm sorry. Did you ever have a car? So I did not have a car until very recently. My aunt, she was, I'm so fortunate. My family's always been so supportive. Like my aunt was, was like, you know what? You need a car. Ah. And I vowed to myself. When I made it to high school, I was like, I'm never going to have a car. I'm going to go through life without a car. And I don't know why. I, I say, okay, I'm curious. Okay. <laughs> like, was the environment or something even, not even that? No, I think I just don't enjoy being in the car. I'd okay. much rather walk or be in a train. Okay. I don't mind being in a car if I have to. But uh, recently, my aunt, she's been nice enough to donate her car to me. Okay, so, so you, you I, got a car. I do have a car. Nice. Now. But you, you can imagine it's been just sitting there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you got to worry about a gas pool. That's that's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I've been taking care of it, but I just haven't had the time to drive. I understand. Do you do you have do you, like a license and everything? Do you know how to drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have driven like just very minimally. <laughs> I swear I know how to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it if I have to. But uh, I understand. Yeah. I was just curious about that. I didn't know if yeah, if you've never had a car or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've never. So you. Yes, but you've never paid for car or anything. No, that's yeah. awesome. So, I mean, now I'm having to, you know, you, when you have a car, you got to pay for the <laughs> Okay. Are you, <laughs> how do you feel about that now? <laughs> she kind of gave you a bill. She's like, <laughs> like, I love you. I love my aunt. And what she did was so generous. Right. I'm literally, like, paying for, for nothing. Okay. <laughs> if you don't even use it. I mean, what do you think about just selling it then? That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Right now. Can I ask what it is? What yeah, is it? She's supporting me, too. It's a, a two, 2011 Toyota Camry. Okay. Yeah. It's red. Oh, do you definitely can sell that? Toyota. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's in great condition. It just oh, how many miles on it? About seventy-seven. Oh, you can sell that. that yeah. Car is brand new. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you put on Craigslist or have you like? Are you? I've actually put it on oh, Facebook dude. Market. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Tina, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody will definitely hit you up on that. Yeah, definitely. I'm serious, I am. Is welcome. Yeah. Okay. Sure yeah. enough. Oh yeah, you'll get no, that. No, that's no. not even a problem. Yeah. yeah. It's in good shape. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm just amazed. Like you don't want a car. I'm like. <laughs> like it's gonna rain it's gonna get cold it's true like if i need something i don't want everything in my backpack okay. like yeah, i have true. a trunk like if i go to the grocery right, store like if i'm wearing heels they burn sometimes yeah. you know you know i've never thought about it that way i just had no problem walking around and having things in my backpack okay and like being in my sneakers <laughs> i'm curious oh, what wow. do you do about grocery shopping you just carry everything wanna- you know what i got some friends here that are just generous enough okay, to awesome. carpool with me over to like Costco or to okay, awesome. Trader Joe's or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So every now and then I'll get a ride and then we'll do we'll do some grocery shopping together. Okay. Uh, but most of the time I just walk over to like Rouse's. Is this close to you? Get what I need. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. I'm still like in awe. Like that's life hack right there. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Wow. I yes. love it, and that's why y'all be watching out if you have a Fitbit. 
Okay. <laughs> hey, yeah, for real. Actually. That is awesome. Definitely keeps your feet. And yeah, you get the chance to meet new people and also like you get the chance to notice certain <laughs> things right. that if you're driving you cannot pay attention exactly. to. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But and you probably get to live a lot longer. <laughs> you're not gonna crash. That's for I sure. Also can't get very far as fast, sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. Appreciate that. Mm, I I'm curious, um I would love to hear about you know, I guess your beginner stage in salsa. What was that like? Really good question. So, if you talk to... And was that... That was with Sergio, right? Or someone else? That's right. It was a Sergio. Okay, okay. If you talk to Sergio and the, the previous team, um, they'll tell you that I used to take the biggest steps. And I was uh-huh. one of the worst follows. Because <laughs> I would take such big steps. I'm so used to solo dancing uh-huh. and performing on stage where you've got to be big, you know, to, right, to right. look good and stand out. That I was so used to stepping big. And so I really had to learn to step small and use my core mm. and engage myself to spin. Because I didn't have that background. I had mm. martial arts and I had solo dancing and Bollywood dancing. Yeah. It's, it's all big, wide, you know. Whereas in salsa dancing, you got to know how to control every step. you got to engage your core and become tight when you spin like a ballerina. And uh, I just didn't have that. So it took me a while to learn all the technique. And then, um, man, I started enjoying following so much. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I just, it, there was a, I don't know if salsa dancers are familiar with this, but, you know, you take classes and then you go to your socials and then you practice and you do classes and you go to the social. You, yes, you learn and you practice and you learn and you practice and you do that enough and then you finally get to this point where you kind of level up and yeah. you notice, oh, hey, I can do a double spin. Right. Or, oh, hey, I did, like, two combinations back to back. I just followed all that, yeah, you know, yeah. smooth and stuff. And then, oh, snap, I can do triple spin now. So you, you start noticing the level up, and I started stepping smaller. I started focusing more in connection. And it was my transition from be, uh, being a solo dancer to a partner. partner dancing, you know, and it was such a beautiful experience. And then when I went to my first Congress... Which uh, I think it was a Neo Kids Congress in okay. 2017. Yeah. That was your first Congress. That was my first Congress. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I I want to say I don't remember which my second Congress was. It was either Huntsville or the big uh, salsa Congress in Antonio. Okay. San Antonio. Um, but yeah, that's oh god, that's where I uh, that's where I saw Zook and I really okay. felt a level up. In yeah. Days. You know, I so highly encourage people to travel and to experience what a concert oh man of course of course you once you experience that higher level dancing you start really monitoring yourself right of as course a, as a leader or follower or whatever i encourage people to lead and follow it makes you a better uh, dancer an overall first of course of course and so yeah i noticed that i noticed that as i was going through phases so i went from this wide stepping like that's just the beginning phase yeah, yeah. <laughs> just beginning. we are at the beginning stage exactly. yeah. we all start somewhere but um it's all about practicing like i i would feel very intimidated going to socials mm, as we all do but i would make it a point to like go around the room and ask every lead okay so no yeah <laughs> and uh, i know that was kind of awkward it was awkward for me because a lot of the times follows kind of expect to be asked exactly i totally respect that Mm -hmm. i'm just like all right i'm at a social my mission is to get as many dates as possible and practice and level up and 
it has served me well. So no, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So, so you moved to New Orleans in twelve? Is that two thousand twelve? Twenty. Okay, so and so when did you start salsa? And when was that? Salsa dancing not until twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah. so you've only been like this like what three years now? There or four? Yeah, Sixty seven to eighty nine. Four years. Like, yeah, about four years. Oh, oh wow, Tina. Oh wow, Tina, you're very good. That's what they did. Talking about dedication. That is. Oh, I yeah. like that. Of course, of course. I'm serious. Yeah, Tina, you are an amazing dancer. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, so you know, you're doing sauce and everything. You're performing. Yeah. And then do you slowly transition into bachata, bachata or like do you not even mess with that? Oh, yeah. So when I joined Sergio's team, we were doing salsa, bachata, and kizomba all together. Oh, this was back in 16? Back in very end of 16. Okay. Before Really more at the start. Of the okay, I didn't. I didn't even know Sergio was even doing Kizomba back then. Okay. Right. Yeah, he was part of uh, the folks that actually started the Kizomba uh-huh. scene. Peter, Bianca, Sergio, Mayumi. Okay. And okay. Who I missed? Uh, Troy Anthony. Show sure enough. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was a really small scene back then. Of course. Um, I would say our Kizomba scene is about five, six years old now. Yeah. Okay. But it has grown. It mm. has grown. It has yeah. grown. Um, so yeah, I got here October 2017. So it was, and I was going to Peter's classes then. It yes. was still kind of small. That's probably a year in there, yes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So really. That was when Mayumi was still here. That's mm-hmm. right. Peter and Mayumi were teaching. Yeah, yep, yep. They were teaching regular classes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were doing so much. Yeah. They were doing free house parties. Yeah, yeah. Socials on Mondays. Um, the social on Mondays actually uh, that Peter Mayumi used to do at the Rhythmic Arts. Right, I remember. Those are the the, the socials that we took and we created Segunda. Feta. Right, exactly. Sure enough, yep, yeah. Yep. And so now, you know, yeah, as y'all are aware, <laughs> we have Segunda Feta, which is our Monday night weekly Kizomba Zook night. So yeah, so as well as uh, class as well as social. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So our seven to ten p.m. Mm-hmm. On Monday night. Sure enough. Sure you know? enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know you're practicing all that and everything and then was it in 17 that you got introduced to brazilian zoo exactly okay so in in 2017 when i went to the uh the big salsa congress in san antonio texas Mm. that's when i had my first brazilian zoo dance okay uh with actually no i'm kidding it was the neo kids festival okay uh fabian was there fabian bustos okay and of course, everybody was dancing Kizomba because it's Neo Kids Festival. Yeah, right, right, right. Shout out to to Charles Ogar. And by the way, oh, yeah, Ogar, Neo yeah. Kids Festival fifth anniversary is this coming? Yeah. Year, so I know there's a bunch of New Orleans New Orleanians that are going. Y'all are gonna love it. Yeah. Great, wonderful job. But anyway, um, yeah. So Fabian Bustos was there, and I didn't even know who Fabian was at that point. He just started dancing Brazilian Zook with me. I had no clue what I was following. Ah. <laughs> I mean, that's what you, I don't know who he is now, but I want to yeah. oh, hear about I'll, it. I'll yeah, tell you about okay. It. And um, uh, he he was just like, "You're good at this." And hey. I'm like, "No way!" So that that little bit of encouragement just okay. So no, nice. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of months later, I went to the big salsa uh, congress, and there was more of a Brazilian Zook presence at ah. that congress. And he was there again, nice. and we did another Brazilian Zook session. And actually, in um, in 2017 or was it 2018? I can't remember. Uh, I actually brought in Fabian Bustos, or he he was actually coming in to spend time here to experience the Mardi Gras. Ah, uh, okay, nice. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Since I'm here, um, and you're offering, you're nice enough to offer me a place to stay. 
um, can we do a Brazilian Zook workshop? And I was like, heck yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had our first ever Brazilian Zook workshop in, in 2017. Okay, wow. nice. Yeah. And then the second year, or maybe towards the end of the year that year, we brought in um, Hannah and Fabian. So Hannah oh, Miller-Jones was his partner okay. at the time. And uh, it was amazing. Nice. That was our, our second um, kind of kind of our first official zook weekend i'm curious if i came to that i don't know if you did but it was way back way late in the year i got here october but i don't know you i don't know if i knew you yet you might have known about it i'm not sure but okay i'm curious memory about it yeah so much respect and love for our uh, brazilian zook parents yeah And uh, just this past year, or, or actually in, in 2018, um, Alex Thomas and I were at okay, the yeah, yeah. Brazilian Zook at Dance Quarter. It was actually Alex that, that started up the classes. Oh, he owns um, Rhythm and Smooth, right? He yeah, does. yeah, he yeah, owns yeah. Rhythm and Smooth. Yeah, Alex was amazing. Alex was a good dancer as well, a great yeah. dancer. Oh, Alex God. is really good. Him and his wife. Him and his wife. <laughs> and their child. Yeah. I haven't seen. She's oh, my gosh. She talented. is. Oh. Oh my god! Out of this world. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. we, the last time we saw them perform was when you and Peter performed at um, that yes. that opening. opening. Oh yeah. man, that then your performance is good as well. Thank um, you. Allison, his wife's performance was good, very good. Oh man! Yes, yes, they're, yes. They're just amazing, just cabaret ballroom. Is that I didn't know what you would call that? Uh, they is do a cabaret. Lot. There's a lot of acro. I was, I was like, oh my god, I was scared for her. <laughs> Their brand is actually called Dacro, which Dacro. I love. Dance mm-hmm. acro. <laughs> okay, sure enough. That's exactly that, what it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was beautiful. They do a lot of cabaret kind of. Yes, I wish I could record that because it was beautiful. crazy. Yeah. Shout out to them. You guys need to check them out. Yes. And um, but what was I saying? Yeah. They, so, are you and her? Him? You and him are teaching? Yeah. We um, dance quarter actually asked Alex to to start teaching Brazilian Duke classes, and he was nice enough to reach out to me. He's like, hey, would you like to? Okay. This was back in because uh, I remember I was taking class with you both at one point. This is this was back in January twenty eighteen. Right, exactly. You, you both were teaching. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we had our first ever series. Of exactly. Classes. I remember that. I was there for that. You were there. That's mm-hmm. right. Shout out to Terry. <laughs> and he was one of our Terrence was one of our first Brazilian Zook students. Oh no. And so um, after that, the classes just we just been going on. Yeah, sure enough. And then um, Peter and I. Uh, decided that this year we'd train with some Brazilian Zook champions, um, Paulo and Luisa. Hey. Um, nice move. Yeah, they're currently based in Miami. Okay. So we did a, a, a just a Zook immersion, a week-long session of privates with them. Oh, nice. And they taught us so much. I know it. I know um, it. So, yeah, so we went from kind of like, you know, we knew the fundamental steps, thanks to Hannah and Fabian. And we've had, we've been blessed to have so many Zoo visitors and instructors just pop yeah. into our socials and come to our classes. And um, we decided, man, I, we want to take our dance to the next level. So Peter and I decided to go to Miami and do this week-long immersion with Colin and Louisa. And we totally revamped the, uh, the Zoo syllabus that we had. Okay, nice. That I worked on with Hannah and Fabian and one of my close friends, um, Louis uh, Mendoza. Okay. Um, he's also... He helped me so much in putting together a curriculum. I don't think you, y'all know him, but he... That sounds familiar, though. Okay. ...non-stop a Brazilian zoo, and he, he's a, a long-time salsa dancer. And uh, so thank you, Louis, for watching this. And uh, um, so, yeah, we revamped that, that existing syllabus to the one we have now. 
and we did our first um, semester of class this past uh, dance semester. Um, and we had a level one class, and now we're able to do a level two. Nice, wow. okay. Yeah, so now we don't just do the traveling basics movements, but we also teach boneka movement. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Super fun. Yeah, yeah. So thankful to all the instructors and teachers that have come in and been a part of my dance. I'm I'm very curious to hear. Um, we're talking about Brazilian zuko. What was uh, what was your beginner stage like in Brazilian zuko? So, it was going from doing about a year and a half uh, salsa, bachata, and kizomba right, right. straight into Brazilian zouk. So, as you can imagine... Um, it's it's kind of different, right, than the, uh, the previous three? It's so different. Um, where in Brazilian zouk, you, you're staying kind of grounded, which is similar to kizomba, but it's such a... It's a running dance, and you're dancing through the beat... You're not dancing at the top of the back of the beat. And that's one reason that makes it so different. So you're constantly moving up and down. Right, okay. Flowing. Versus um, salsa, bachata. It's a little more staccato. It's still You could still flow. Of course. But the, the kind of the culture of the dance is a little different. And then, you know, the partnership, the connection in Brazilian Zouk. Um, way more conversational. Uh, whereas everything is pretty much led in Brazilian Zouk. The, in, in salsa and bachata, you kind of know your basic step. There is a basic step in Zouk, too. And the lead will kind of initiate a movement and the follow knows how to, you know, finish a right turn or a left turn or a crossbody lead. In Brazilian Zouk, you you have to, like, lead every bit of movement. Okay. And that's what makes it so different and dynamic is there's more listening okay. involved. As, as a, okay, as both sides. Okay, okay. That's right. So initially... When I started doing Brazilian Zouk, there was a lot of salsa, bachata, and kizomba in my Brazilian Zouk. Okay. You know, um, your body has to be stacked. There's extension in your step. Uh, you're, you're rolling through your foot, which I did have in kizomba. And the connection part I had thanks to, like, all the kizomba teaching that I had here. But I had a lot of the hips back and the, mm. the quick stepping, landing too quickly because in salsa you don't have to worry about um, rolling through your foot as much. Okay, right. And I was taking smaller steps. In Zook, you're actually taking bigger steps. So, yeah, definitely. So, you're really having to switch gears yeah. between dances. Yeah, you know? I understand that. And um, Brazilian Zook was, I think, the first dance that inspired me to learn both lead and follow. Okay. Yeah. Especially if you're going to teach it, right? Exactly. Of course, so of course. Like, I told myself, you know, if I'm going to teach this, i got to know both. Of course, sides, yeah, you know? yeah. So, I can understand how intimidating it is for new leads right. in Brazilian Zook to learn how to lead because that that training curve is very, very steep. Yeah. Leads. Um, follows kind of have it easy at the start, but leads, man, it's a steep learning curve. And then leads start to, uh, or follows start to plateau, and then leads just go. Because uh-huh. once you start getting those fundamental moves down, you can get really experimental with uh-huh. soup. Yeah. And then the follows got to play catch up. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be patient with your leads, follows. I want to ask you this um, you know, for. for people out there at Leeds maybe who are just new to Brazilian Zoo. Yeah. Um, and you've been teaching for a while now. What are maybe some tips to help them improve? Sure. And maybe what are some common mistakes you see? Yeah, yeah. So for Brazilian Zoo, for new leads, the biggest tip I can give you is learn your fundamental moves, your fundamental kind of core movement, basic moves, 
and just practice them and practice them mm. and practice them. Because it's, it's a new way of dancing. Okay. There's so much contemporary and ballet and um, body awareness in Zouk that you don't need to have in salsa and bachata and kizomba. Maybe a little more so in kizomba than the other two that I mentioned. But if you don't have that body awareness and you don't practice a lot... It's easy to fall back as a lead and uh-huh. get discouraged. Okay, you know? right, right, right. Um, so those of y'all that have that contemporary background, I think Zook's going to come more easily to you. Uh, but but folks without that background, it's a challenge at the mm. start. You really got to observe and practice and just, you know, don't stop practicing. Yeah. Um, I see that new leads, they'll, they'll take classes. And then they will come out and practice at the socials. And the whole point of creating Segunda Feira was to create right. this playground. Okay, right, right, right. We didn't have that when we taught that first year. So basically from, like, January to July, there wasn't really any social practice. Of course, yeah. And that's, uh, you kind of, like, practice it that one time, that one that instance. One, yeah. And then you wait till next week, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's, you have no way to retain right. to learn, you know? So we, in July, we were like, man, we got to create we got to get this social going mm. for these new students, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. dying off or like we're not able to create this core community. Mm. Uh, and my dream since I learned Brazilian Zouk from Hannah and Fabian was to create a mm. Brazilian Zouk dance yeah. scene here. I'll say, um, I say, yeah, you're probably the leader or like the leader, creator of the New Orleans it's Brazilian Zouk scene, right? team effort. Definitely okay. Team. I got to give uh, a lot of credit to uh, Alex Thomas. Okay, sure Peter, enough. Yeah. JS, uh, Joshua Hernandez. I said, I, I, think, I feel like you have to be at the forefront of all that, right? Away. Yeah. It's a team effort, but I don't... I appreciate yeah, that. No, yeah, seriously. I definitely... I, I guess I Of definitely course, you're props to everyone else. Yeah, 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 of course. But uh, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely... It, I just... I felt like it was a calling of mine. Okay, sure this enough. This dance is just... So amazing! Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. We got to experience here. So sure now, and so now we're at the point where we're actually teaching people how to do that head movement that looks so intimidating. I, I'm so proud of the New Orleans community for sticking with us. Yeah, yeah. And getting to this point. Mm, yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. I'm curious. So, uh, is uh, is it safe to say like Brazilian Duke stole your heart? Like, is it your favorite dance to dance? I have got to admit that it is currently my favorite. Okay, that's awesome. Um. Before before Brazilian Zouk, it was Kizomba. I noticed that um, I really like dances that have a lot of that connection. Okay. You know? And Kizomba had it all. Kizomba had my heart. Salsa was my first love. Hey, that's that thing that's all of ours. So yeah. <laughs> and then you got the bachata. And then, man, when I saw Kizomba, I was like, oh, my God, this is mind-blowing. And then Zouk, oh, my God, this is so <laughs> shattering. Shout so out, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like... um. I feel like for a lot of people, and I'll just say maybe myself, sauce is kind of like the gateway. Exactly. You, know, you get into sauce and then you realize, oh, wow, there's yes. more genres. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of leads to everything else. That's right. Yeah, so I definitely You could that. also do it from, you know, we got a lot of, uh, in our Zook scene here, in, in Brazilian Zook scene here in New Orleans, we have a lot of blues dancers, uh-huh. swing dancers. Okay. So it's funny, the gateway into Brazilian Zook, you know, you can come in from the ballroom. Oh, uh-huh. sure enough. One of the... I can see that too. Right, right, right. Yeah, one of the most well-known Zouk dancers. I mean, Alex and Kelly. They they dance Brazilian Zouk in 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 New York. You have Rael and Jessica, 
Rael is actually the brother of Chloe Ferreira, okay. who is now in New Orleans. Okay. And now she's partnered with Dejan. Uh, okay. She, uh, so her brother's dance partner, Jessica, she's originally a ballroom dancer. Uh-huh. And she's one of like the most internationally renowned instructors. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So, okay. so it's so amazing, no. um, the dance pathways. Hmm. You know. Okay, so no, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I don't know what Ian Orr's background is, but I know him and his partner, Ashley, broke up. So Ashley's got a ballet background. Uh-huh. Okay, right. And she picked up M. Zouk or Mallorca style Zouk uh, so quickly because uh. of her ballerina background. And I know Ian Orr, he's one of the oldest Brazilian dancers in the domestic U.S. Okay. And um, he, I know he's got a lot of contemporary background. Uh. Um, I know he's he's done a vast amount of Brazilian Zouk, but he's got he's got a lot of that contemporary. Yeah. And he's also got capoeira. Which I dabbled in. Yeah, he told us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's he's a, quite the guy. He's phenomenal. Yeah. As y'all know. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool guy. performance video. Oh, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to see this. You gave me some, some tips on for the leads. Yes. You gave me some tips for the follows. Yes, absolutely. So, very similar to the leads. Um, highly encourage both leads and follows to take the classes and really master the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Learn what the vocabulary is. You okay, know, right, the, right, right. The, 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 genia, the basic step, the um, boneca movement, and practice, like, dance with as many leads as you can because then you can understand how to control your body. And to be able to dance solo as a follow is so important mm-hmm. uh, to understand your weight shift and your weight transfer and when to engage your core, when to relax your muscles. Um, one of my role model uh, follow instructors is Brenda Carvalho. Okay. And she's a big proponent of um, relaxing. Who, 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 I'm sorry, who's her partner? Her partner's Anderson. Yeah, I, I interviewed her. No yeah, way. Yeah. So oh, no. it's going to be the best. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that sounds familiar. They're amazing. They are good. Yeah, yeah, They're all about connection and relaxing muscles and not using unnecessary muscles. Okay. So, like, having a relaxed upper body and utilizing the rib cage and down as a base. Same thing we learned from, Peter and I learned from Paulo and Luisa. Okay. It's only the necessary muscles. And for me, that was mind-blowing. You, uh, you ready to take some class with them? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay, awesome. taking a lot of work okay, awesome. with both. Nice. Luisa and Brenda and Okay, so no. They call themselves Branderson. I love it. Okay, so no. <laughs> and yeah, they were, they were, yeah, I enjoyed them. They were they're good. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's, they make the Brazilian Zouk partnership dance feel like a massage. Ah. It's amazing the way they utilize their muscles. And um, it, it really, it, in salsa and bachata, it's really easy to be on autopilot and just tense up your muscles and lead with this like really rigid frame mm. in zook you have to be so conscious of the muscles that are tense and the muscles when they're relaxed and in, in head movement as um one of our instructors in our recent new orleans weekender uh jeremy hale mentioned you want to softly engage your muscles you don't want to like over engage yeah. and like do your boneco movement. Right, right, right. I think, I think that's for like any dance though. You don't ever want to be too tense. Exactly. To be more like as loose maybe is always uh-huh. a benefit. It's just, it's the body awareness, the muscle and bone awareness that I've learned as a result of Brazilian Zouk. I, I just, I haven't gotten that from any other dance. Okay. So I have such a respect for follows. Ah, you know, especially the good ones, right? Especially yeah. the good ones because it's such immediate like 
you know, oh, here's the signal. Here's what I have to do with my Right, head. okay, right, right, right. Here's what I'm going to do with my head. You, you know, you're dancing in, like, multi-dimensions. It is. Like it's a lot different. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you're at this axis in salsa all the time. Exactly. But in Duke, you're here, you're here, you're here. You're right, here. right, right, right. You know, mm. really cool. yeah, oh, my fault. Go ahead. And one of the things that I have noticed is that the difference, at least, excuse me, for me as a fellow in salsa, uh, the lead tends to be, I don't say strong, mm-hmm. um, but firm. Mm-hmm. And Brazilian zouk is the opposite. They're so gentle yes. that me coming from a salsa, a, you know, learning salsa, it's like, that's, that was way too gentle. Like, I, I barely, like, I don't know if that was like, I do, do like initiating a move or yeah. you just just happened to touch me there sure. they're so gentle yeah i i noticed that too in brazilian zouk and i i know that there's varying opinions around gentle leads or light leads in zouk but one thing i have so much respect for with a gentle lead is it focus or it makes you really focus on the mm. lead and listen yeah right because it takes more concentration to listen to a light lead and, you know, this might mean double spin. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, it, there's so many things you can play with when you have a light lead and a receptive follow. And um, you can, it's, I call it efficient dancing. Okay. Um, when you know Stop. when to engage what muscles and you know how to listen and you know how to receive light signals, uh, it comes with practice. Of course. And, yeah, and I have a couple of leads in New Orleans that are really working on that, uh, particularly Peter. He's, he's trying to work on very light leading, and it, it's a challenge. Of to course, light, of course. You know, um, I just recently went to Zook Minneapolis's wor- a Weekender where they had uh, Guy Prada, Guy and Valeska there, and he's all about super light leading and, you know, just barely touching and, you know, it, you basically break the layers of having a good connection when you're able to dance lightly. Mm-hmm. And follow lightly. Yeah. Is, is, I mean, like you say, it's practice. And, uh, you know, as a follows, you get used to it. But it also shows that you don't need, I don't even know if force is the right word. You don't need too much of anything. Because if they lead in that, it's because there's somebody out there just able to follow. Exactly. To be that sensitive, you had to be so willing. Exactly. You just had to let go. That's You hit the nail on the head. So that's where Zook starts to break barriers is it explores how deep a connection can go in a dance in terms of, you know, leading and following and listening to each other. You you really can have the most minimal muscle engagement, minimal touching, and as long as y'all are connected to one another in the dance, you know, yeah. you guys can get away with some miraculous movement. You know, it's just so efficient. Uh, yeah, one thing that I learned from uh, a tango training that I went to with Peter uh, is there were two instructors there, Liz and Yannick. They're amazing. They said that if your dancing is safe, uh, efficient, and fun, that it's like kind of like the best dance. I believe it, yeah. 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 And so if you can refer back to those concepts and if you can say, is my dance really as, as efficient as it can be? Mm. Is, it, is it as safe as it can be? And is it as fun as it can be? That's how you know. And I think Zook really expands a lot on those three concepts. If you 
if you really take it seriously, yeah. you know, it's really easy to be a rigid lead and it's it's easy to be a rigid follow and only be receptive to one style of leading. But to be able to be versatile and to, to learn what a light lead feels like and what those responses are, I mean, you can dance with any lead if you can do that. Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So much respect. Yeah. 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 Good observation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, do you think... Um, that Brazilian Zouk produces the best follows, or is that even something? You know, that's a great question. I would actually say that there's two dances that produce the best follows, and I think it's Kizomba and Brazilian mm-hmm. Zouk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your you rationale, so receptive. Yeah, yeah, I think um, my rationale is I actually came from, uh, from Kizomba first and then went to Brazilian Zouk, and I noticed there was a couple of dancers that did that in Kizomba. You really got to be able to especially urban kids you got to be able to listen to just the, the lightest most subtle signals you know and excuse me it makes you it just makes you like so receptive to the smallest thing sig- i mean even like somebody just moving forward and not touching you that's a signal and you know, yeah so enough you gotta keep the and, connection yeah and those body isolations that you do in urban kids and and Danasha Osteo, that all applies in Brazilian Zouk. You have those body movements, especially in like urban Zouk or just uh, the close connection dancing of Zouk, where you have the body isolations and the hip movement. That that has lent itself to me from Kizomba. Okay, yeah. And I noticed for, for other follows that have had Kizomba backgrounds, they're they're so easy to lead, you know. Now that I I lead, I, I notice that. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's the benefit of learning to lead and follow. That's right. Sure and enough. I'm, I'm certainly you know not taking away any respect from those who came from a salsa background or a swing background or or any ballroom background. Yeah. They they all bring their benefits. Of course, now. of course, yeah, yeah. I'm, I want to ask you this. Um, I know you've been dancing for so long now. Yeah. Um, what are some things you've learned from dancing that you're able to translate to your everyday life? That is a great question. That's a loaded one. So we go <laughs> on and on about that. Okay. So, um, I used to solo dance a lot. Solo dancing is amazing. You have that freedom of expression. You're able to dance like nobody's watching. Whenever, okay, so you know. yeah. But the partner dance dynamic, um, really teaches you how to like be patient with your partner okay yeah listen to your partner especially being on both the lead and follow side um how to create a dance and how to follow the serendipity of a dance um has taught me just overall a lot of patience and also how to be creative and confident with what i create it's amazing i i've never thought about this Analysis uh, and its application in real life before, so it's a great question. But I think it it really helps me. Um, it helps me like be able to to think about things on the spot and be confident with what I'm talking okay, about, yeah, yeah. or um, be able to treat people with, you know, if they're if they're bringing out an idea, it's like it's like a lead that's trying out a new move on me. Like I'm okay. gonna show it respect. And I'm gonna listen. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely understand that. Yeah. I, I'm curious about this as well. Um, how has your Taekwondo background, how do you think that has influenced your dancing? A- anything? Definitely, definitely a huge influence. Um, I think uh, initially, as I said, it, it made me kind of take a lot of big steps. Okay, right, right. But the groundedness, the, I, like 
the way I learned how to use the ground in martial mm-hmm. arts and utilize it to both support me and also to be able to push off it and to be flexible, you know, doing like tumbling and stuff on the ground, wrestling or whatever, um, cartwheels. I have a little bit of capoeira myself. Okay. Utilizing that in dancing, it's really helped me to be a creative follow and a creative lead. Um, there's a recently new dancer in our scene. His name's Sid Galacia. Uh, he's got, I think, a kung fu background. Okay. And if you watch him dance, he, he adds some kung fu elements okay. to his leading. It's so cool, and I can relate to that so much. Um, he he kind of inspired me to, to do some of that stuff when I leave. But, hey, I'm not trying to top off any of that. Oh, no. But, Gina, we're going to be careful. <laughs> it's okay. Don't get me mad. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, no, it really, it really helps you understand how to connect – uh, you know, you don't just have to connect here, like with the Spider-Man group. Okay, so yeah. You can you can connect so many different um, parts of the frame. Right, um, right, right. To be able to manipulate, and I know manipulate is not the best word, but to be able to um, send a different signal in the dance, like martial arts has really helped me be creative. Okay, in space. no, I definitely understand that. I definitely do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a question for you. Yeah. So, what's do you have a tip that will make fellows more receptive to those light signals? That's a great question. So, again, my first tip is always practice, practice, practice. Um, being light or being able to be more receptive to light signals really takes uh, patience. Because I know when I went from dancing with more firm leads to more light leads, in my head, I'm always like, man... This guy is such a beep, you know. Okay. <laughs> this guy's not being confident with me. Uh, He's like giving me light signals. Yes, okay. What he wants, you know. But the more I learned, the more movements I learned, and the more higher level dancing, uh, like congresses I went to, the more I noticed that higher level leads are lighter mm-hmm. as leads. And I was like, oh, so this is a thing. So this is, like, if you want to become a better follow. You actually don't want to rely on your lead for balance or to hold up your own weight or to, um, you know, assist you in whatever head movement you're doing. You should be able to, I basically should be able to dance an entire dance on my own, imagining that a lead is leading me. And I, I would start doing that. And then I, I was able to be more receptive to lighter leads because now I'm holding up my own weight with confidence. I'm, like, able to do body rolls and stuff while moving um, because I, I understand what the signal is. I'm able to hold myself. They don't, they're, they're, you know, I'm able to keep my timing as a follow. But I can also get the lightest lead and I know what they're saying and they don't have to worry about keeping up the timing, holding my weight up, and they can play around. So when you get to that level, that is what makes you more receptive. It's the practicing of the fundamentals understanding where your weight is as a follow and not not depending on the lead so much with those with those fundamental things okay that's a good one practice practice that's always that's always the answer that's right that's right yeah i know um i think i like to switch it up on you tina yeah all right bet so i think i like to ask you like um set these rapid fire questions sure and let's say can you try to answer using maybe five seconds or less 
Yeah. All right. A dad to me? I don't know. I'm going to ask you these questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want you to try. Sorry, <laughs> That's not good. And I want you to try to answer me in like five seconds or less, all right? Five seconds or less. All right. Are you, you ready? Bam. Hey, let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> um, if you could be anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Tesla. All right. Nikola Tesla. Shout sure enough. Back in the day. <laughs> okay. I got you. What is your favorite thing to do outside of dancing? Cooking. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Hey. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? Because he saw the opportunity. Yeah, sure enough. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, what is the best gift you ever received? Time. Okay. Awesome. Sure enough. Sure enough. Um, if you had one superpower, what would it be? Man, see the future. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure enough. <laughs> there it is. Um, Actually, I take it back. Oh, to be present. Okay. Be present. Mm-hmm. That'd, be really a good, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Um, what is one item you could never live without? I would say dance. Okay, yeah, sure enough. Dance, definitely. Hey, there it is. There it is. Um, as a child, what did you want to be growing up? I wanted to be an artist. Hey. Yeah, I wanted to. I would. I was wanting to draw and paint. Okay, yeah, sure enough. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Up. Okay. All right. Uh, what advice? would you give your 25-year-old self? Spend more time loving yourself Mm -hmm. and it's going to help you love everybody else. Okay, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. That's right. Uh, What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Slow down and listen to understand and not listen to reply okay 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 i get you yeah. i had to think what that was so right, right. <laughs> and now that she's the opposite of that what is the worst uh-huh. piece of advice you've ever received i would say the worst piece of advice i've received is coming from myself oh. and that's to try to please everybody okay yeah sure enough it's it's only gotten me nowhere okay oh yeah, yeah. i understand that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i definitely understand that yeah um, let's do this. So let's say you're stuck on an island for five days, yeah. And you can only bring three things. What three things are you bringing? Hmm. Sneakers, hey. a bathing suit, okay, and a pot that I could cook with. Yeah, okay, so no, so no, that's all you need right there. <laughs> um, real quick, what is your favorite dance congress? Ooh, that's tough. Um, for for salsa domestically, uh, I haven't done international. Okay. Um, actually, I, I take that back. I have, um, but the the big salsa congress in San Antonio um, for Kizomba definitely Neo Kids. Okay. Uh, also for Kizomba, the K H A D E that uh, Billy and Monica do. Oh, okay. Phenomenal. Okay, show sure enough. Um, huge That's shout out Kizomba to them. Harmony. That's Kizomba yeah. Harmony. Okay. They just visited us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that was really good. Yeah. Um, for Brazilian Zouk, uh, domestically, I'd have to say the Canada Zouk Congress uh-huh. is the nation's best organized festival for uh-huh. Brazilian Zouk. Nice. Amazing. Um, internationally, I've been to the Mayan Casino Dance Congress. Mm-hmm. So if you're into um, 
Loretta Casino. Yeah, yeah. Loretta Casino. It's phenomenal. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm going to be trying Zook MX this year. Oh, what is it's, that MX? It's going to be uh, Mexico Zook Mexico. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, I can't wait to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Someone's going to be there. Uh, for. Uh, Rachel Romaho is going to be there. That's correct. So, no, yeah, That's yeah. correct. And a lot of other really. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, huge shout out to uh, Joe Sandoval. He does a lot of work putting that together. Ah. And he also creates a platform for a lot of artists. Okay, okay. Major. Yeah, props yeah. Awesome. You. yeah. Um, uh, one last one that I was going to recommend. It's out of my head right okay. now. But, uh, in, if you want to do Brazilian soup, I'd recommend anything in Rio or even the Dutch. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I say Rio, Devin, Brazil, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. So, question like, yeah. so in those congresses in Rio, is that like locals go to those congresses as well? They, I think they do. Um, wow. Excuse me. They have a lot of Brazilian soup dance schools in, mm-hmm. in Rio de Janeiro and also Sao Paulo, I think, Brazil. Um, a lot of locals go and learn. Yeah, you'll be surprised. And then, of course, international. Of course, yeah, come yeah, in of course and, that. And they'll go to. I think Burge, uh, Burges or Burge in Rio has a, an amazing dance congress um, that I would recommend. Hey. I haven't been there yet, but I've only heard the best things about it. So, awesome. The top of All right, that's awesome. Yeah. Got a list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say uh, you answered those questions perfectly. Thank you. Of course, of course. Thank yeah, you. great I job. Really appreciate y'all having me. Hey, of course. I well, this. I want to ask you a couple more if you don't mind. Of course not. Yeah. Well, but these aren't the rapid fire questions. These okay. are just regular questions. All right, yeah. But um, for and you kind of you might have already touched on it already, but for beginners, for maybe any dance style who yeah. who feel like they're kind of stuck in a rut and they're not getting better. Uh-huh. What, uh huh. What what advice could you give them? I always say that if you feel like you're stuck or you're facing some kind of burnout, which definitely happens, right, yeah, burnout yeah. is so real, take a break. Take mm, a small okay. break and come back and then you'll find yourself feeling refreshed. Another thing I would suggest for people who are stuck in a rut is try solo dancing or even oh. try a martial arts try something other than the dance that you're kind of something different right yeah Yeah, okay and see how it would affect or improve your dancing or maybe who knows you might want to jump from like say salsa to zook yeah Um, i know it's kind of biased there but (laughs) (laughs) but um that's what i would recommend Mm. and also i remember being stuck in a rut once for salsa it was going to one of those congresses that really inspired okay. me to level up. Yeah, congresses yeah, do that. Congresses definitely would do and that. Also, any form of solo dancing also helps because the solo dancing helps you bring out your own creativity mm. in the dance. Okay, yeah, 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 definitely stand that. That's a definitely. challenge right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, how about this for for people who are intermediates yeah. in the dance? And they want to get to that advanced level. What advice could you give them? Congress. Okay. Go to a congress or go to another city. Mm. Um, We had the social crashers at one point. Yeah, okay. Um, That's um, Hanato. Nayo. Nayo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Josh was also, Josh Adams was, I think, a part of that too. I can't, please correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. I apologize. (laughs) But what they would do, I love their concept. They would go from city to city. And they would kind of, like, crash the socials at the cities and experience how the dance scenes were. 
and I cannot tell you how quickly they leveled up. Mm. Uh, they were already intermediate um, on their way to advance, and they were just like knocking it at the park. And next thing you know, they're back in New Orleans, and I'm dancing with them. I'm like, how'd you get so smooth? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> what'd you been doing? I uh, know. What have you been doing? <laughs> so yeah, for intermediates, highly recommend go anywhere where there's higher level. Of dancing. course, yeah. yeah. And then you come back here and then share what you learned, mm, you know? Yeah. I think uh, people tend to feel discouraged sometimes when they're in the same scene and they don't experience any growth. What happens is, uh, I think, when you dance, like, say you're an intermediate lead and you start dancing with beginner follows, I understand that challenge, but I think it takes, I think the definition of a good lead is one that can dance with any level follow. I believe it. And you need to be able to adjust to right, of you know, course. your level to follow. And when you can do that, when you can press the button in your brain, it's, okay, I got to go down and become a beginner lead or I got to become a, I have to be careful with this follow because they need me for weight support mm. or whatever. It makes you a phenomenal dancer. I believe it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think you should look at that as a healthy challenge. Yeah, you know? sure enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you this real quick. Can you give me one tip that can make anyone a better dancer immediately? Ooh, that's a... Ooh. Anybody a better dancer immediately? I think the biggest tip I can give you is it all starts in here, mm-hmm. and you need to have confidence okay. in your abilities. If you only know how to do the basic step, do it with confidence. Okay. You know, don't feel like other people are watching you and judging you even if they are doing that half the time they're either looking at their phones <laughs> or enough. they care about how they look like hey here it is and if they're sitting there passing judgment that's a reflection of their own personality yeah. don't let it bother you right you came here to dance you got to be confident no matter what level you are yeah you know and if that takes some time off the dance floor and you got to take a break so be it but if you lose that confidence in yourself you will never grow it right 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 and i think that's probably life though ain't it oh yeah you have confidence in yourself yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're going to accomplish that's right yeah. I, I, there was a point in my dancing where I was so low in confidence and, and everyone was just telling me you're such a great dancer what are you worried about and I was like oh, I just feel like a loser right. for what so sometimes you're in your head mm. that stuff you know and you kind of just got to step back and reassess you're like you know what I'm not that bad okay. I'm actually pretty good <laughs> you know so try to think about what can go right and okay. what can go wrong yeah okay I'm curious. I would like to know, um, you know, how'd you get out of that dark place, though, when you were kind of low confidence? Good question. Um, I had some really close friends okay. that, you know, reawoke the confidence okay, in nice. me. And they just, they didn't give up on me. But I think most of all, I had to assess myself and I had to really stop judging myself. Okay, yeah. Myself. If you danced me before, I would be like the one person that constantly apologized in every okay, dance. Okay. You know? And uh, that's one thing I really had to put away. I had to stop being sorry for the things that I was doing. And when you social dance, it doesn't have to be perfect. Right, right. Even if you're performing, it's okay. You made a mistake. It's not the end of the world. We're At the end of the day, we're dancing because it's fun. Exactly. That's why and we go out. If it's no longer fun, then what's the point? Right, right. right. So, as I remember Sergio saying, um, he said he doesn't remember the last time he had a perfect dance. Yeah. 
bingo. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. If if you focus too much on perfection, mm. you might miss the journey. Sure enough. You know? It is. So, I yeah. Like, for me, like, when I'm... When I go out in social dance and I'm like forcing myself to be present, it never works. Yeah. It never it's works. I get hit. heavy. Yeah. I cannot listen to any signal. That's right. It just, and then like once I get to that point, it's like I don't know how to get out. I cannot get out. I went in so far. Yeah. It's just like, I'm just going to go home. You know, Francesca, you pointed out something earlier that I. That's sometimes something I run into when I'm forcing myself to be there where it feels like work, you know? Yeah. It feels like you're burnt out. Um, what I tend to tell myself is, Tina, just let it go. Let it go. Breathe. If you take a couple of breaths, it's amazing what it can do to help you truly become present. Um, sometimes, you know, nowadays we're so busy. There's so much on our head. While you're dancing, you're like, crap, did I put the stuff in the dryer? Did I put the clothes <laughs> in the dryer? Did I turn off the, the stove at right, whatever, right, right. You know? yeah. And you just got to let it all go. You're you're on this dance floor for yourself. This is your time to express your creativity, to literally let go and enjoy the serendipity of the lead or create the dance as a lead. You know, it's your creative time. And I think it's a really healthy thing to, to do with your mm-hmm. free time. Um, I mean, you could be doing so much else with your free time. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there. You brought yourself there. Take advantage. Right. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I want to thank you, Tina, honestly. My pleasure. Of course. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. So did I. This was super fun. (laughs) Nothing to be nervous about. (laughs) Not at all. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I really enjoyed the questions. You guys really went pretty deep there with those questions. (laughs) Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it at that, and I already I can, you know, really tell how passionate you are about dancing. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Wait, I have a question yeah. before we end this. So, Terrence, you moved to New Orleans in October 2017. That's correct, right? And you started taking classes with Tina in January. Remember when did you start taking Brazilian suit? When did you start offering it? You January 2018. There it is. Yeah, so what? How? How do you hear about Tina? That's a great question. Oosh. I, you probably came to Peter's class is what I imagine. I think so. Pretty sure. I do remember you taking Peter's Kizomba yeah, class yeah. in early 2017. That's what I imagine. Yeah, and then um, I noticed that you took our Brazilian Zoo classes when Alex and I were teaching. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I sure that's probably so what it was. see that. Yeah. <laughs> and now Terrence and Francesca are like one of the better Oh, please, stop that. No, stop really. that. Please. He got me into it. Like, I remember oh, when, yeah. we, when we met, Terrence is like, so... What are you doing tonight? I'm like, I don't have any plans. Okay, we're going to class. Oh, and like awesome. every single day, and he's like, "What was it? Was it Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? Or was um, it Monday, Tuesday, so, Wednesday? Yeah. It was like I'll go to Peter's class. I'll go to Sergio's. Nice. I'm not I sure. Remember that yeah. you, were, you were in dance quarter every, yeah. every week. I mean, <laughs> like, every, like when he was not there. It's because he had to work. <laughs> like, he's just born black, period. And, like, if we was all, yeah. and I didn't have anything to do, I mean, I couldn't have anything to do. First of all, <laughs> priorities. But it's like, I knew I was going to be there. Yes. So it's amazing. So yes. no. You, you guys did an amazing job. He has gotten so good, <laughs> so much you. better. Thank you so much. I, yeah. I got to second that. I've witnessed Terrence, uh, and especially in the Brazilian Zucan Kizomba, 
You were already coming in with the, that Kizomba experience. Right, right, right. Class. I saw you growing Kizomba, and then I was so excited to have you in Brazilian Zook. I remember when we did our first flash mob. I remember that, definitely. Yeah, I, I was so that. excited. Yo. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. It was so great. And then I remember people um, from all over the city in Lafayette, Baton Rouge. Yeah. They all joined us. Yeah, that was a good like, turnout. Parents was a great boy. <laughs> I was like, so. yes, <laughs> Zook babies. I love them. Yeah, you really kept us going there. So no, I appreciate the love. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. I appreciate I'm I'm really happy to have you in that first round of class. So no. Know, and, and again, I appreciate it. I remember you and uh, the three of us did privates. Yes. Yeah, 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 definitely. To see you grow, Francesca, in Brazilian Zoom was also yeah. a wonderful thing to witness. It's like yeah, the hardest yeah. dance ever. Oh, it Sorry is, God. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I saw that, that, that initial stage is very, it can be intimidating, so I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's probably what makes it worth it, though, once you kind of get good at that's it, right? That's right, and I really appreciate you guys investing your time in me. Of course. Oh, you're of good. Of course, you know? of course. You are good. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you so much. Hey, yeah, yeah. Sure enough. Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to ask you this, Tina, real quick. Tell yeah. me, um, and I guess, what are some of your upcoming events? What do you have going on? Appreciate that. Um, so I had... Uh, we had our first official Brazilian Zook Immersion Weekender uh, two weekends ago. That was awesome. Thank you, Bridget. Yeah, 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 I was there. We Ooh. brought in some uh, domestic artists. We had one international artist, Igor Fraga. Sure we had Wesley Olsen, Jeremy Hale. We had Ethan and Katie from Zook Minneapolis. We had Nico from Zook Minneapolis. Okay. Did Ian teach as well or no? He did. Yeah, sure, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, um, Ian Orr. Yeah, Igor was teaching. You guys had Igor on your show. Oh, but uh, Ian Orr. Ian? Ian Orr. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Yeah, okay. And Ashley were also teaching. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so we had... That class was intense. Yeah, it was. Francisco <laughs> 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 knows. He, he made us do all kind of, like, calisthenics. So I heard it was a workout. <laughs> it was. But it was so, like, he took you to, like... Up to the mountain and then down, That's like right. to the beach. It was so awesome. It was, super it was intense. Fun, yeah. So that was our first. Um, we actually have we're, we're closing out our um, this semester's Brazilian Zoo Level One and Level Two class. Okay. And we're going to restart on July eighth. Okay. Um, start another eight week series, and what we're going to do is focus on fundamental movement and drills to practice. Mm-hmm. And then for the second half an hour of the one-hour class, we're going to focus on just um, social dance coaching. So we're going to be able to do everything that we learned and practiced this go- this semester for Brazilian Zeke Level 1 and 2 and put it in a one-hour class and just, like, practice, practice. Okay, nice. Yeah. So that what I want to do is be able to dance more with the students. It's one thing to just to be there and teach mm-hmm. and observe but to be able to dance with them and give them that social dance coaching, that would be great. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep it going with our Monday nights. Segunda awesome. Segunda Feta, yeah. Yeah, so Peter and I have the our Monday night uh, Brazilian Zuka Kizoma night. Real quick, I, I'm pretty sure you might have told me, but where did you get that name from? Where does Segunda Feta come from? Really good question. So Segunda Feta means Monday in Portuguese. Oh, that's yeah. how you say Monday. That's correct. Oh, Segunda okay. Feta, the whole thing? That is, that's a lot to say know, Monday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I had to say Monday. That's right. Okay, I was always, always curious about that. Okay, yeah. so enough. And that's why I'm always like, Segunda Beta, it's my Monday. Okay, so <laughs> enough. Okay, I get you. Yeah. Okay, okay, I get you. So that's pretty much what we've got going on. Um, I do, I would love to do a little Nola Zucker's video kind of representing uh, the dance, mm. the dancers in our community. So keep a lookout for that. If anyone's interested, feel free to hit me hey. up and 
love to offer y'all an invitation yeah, for awesome. that. You know, of course. It's just that we're going to pick a pretty spot in the city and have a, a videographer film us dance. Awesome. We'll be there. Sounds great. I did. Yeah. Um, there are some big things coming in terms of having a guest artist nice. in our city. Okay, awesome. Who's planning to teach for three months. Oh, so wow. Keep your eyes peeled. Okay, that's awesome. I'll have more of an announcement when it becomes more official. Okay, awesome. But keep your eyes and ears peeled. That'd be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, you know, so I guess real quick, Dantina, um, you know, how can people reach out to you? How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so feel free to hit me up on Facebook if you look up Tina Singh S I N G H, um, on Facebook or Nola Zuckers or. Uh, at tsing1989 on Instagram. Sure you can reach out to me. Um, email, um, <laughs> phone number, you know, feel free to IM me. Sure enough, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that information. Yeah, when I, uh, when I upload this, I'll make sure I put out your contact information yeah, and the details. Yeah, so I got you. provide that to you. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, Tina, really, we both really appreciate that. Yes, for I sure. I'm so, yeah. so loved that you had me here. Of course, of course. I really enjoyed the conversation. Awesome, yeah, yeah. Um, I say any last words, Christina. Again, I'm just so happy that you guys are, you know, built up the courage to put this podcast out. Yeah. I think it's such a great space for people um, who may not have the courage to expose themselves okay. to artists yeah. in a good way. You know, like, yeah. hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I can offer. I, I'm open for private lessons. Here's my classes. Like, you're giving them that that platform. Yeah. I think that's, you know, a lot of people don't do that. So thank you for investing your time. <laughs> This is you're putting in all your free time. Sure enough, yeah, I appreciate yeah. y'all so much. For of course, that. of course, I'm happy to do it. Honestly, you know that's where it's done. Thank you. I think you. I mean, we know that you're an amazing dancer, but to have a chance to see with you and to bring so much light, um, it's amazing, Thank right? You. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to get out there. It, it might take more for some than others. Yeah. So thank you for those words. My pleasure. I think they're going to motivate somebody to get out there and express that. The person that, that is hidden. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you noticing that and understanding that. Thank oh, yeah. yeah. I get in my head, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love it. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know if we told you, Tina, but at the end of the episode, we like to dance with our guest. I would love to yeah, dance with y'all. Perfect, perfect. I would love it. So I think, yeah, perfect. So, um, you know, yeah, I think that's great. We're in this episode of the Tulipy Podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, hey. deuces. <laughs> <laughs>